Well, could you now turn in your Bible to um, Matthew chapter 18? And uh, we'll read verses 1 to 3. So it's on page 978 in the Church Bibles, Matthew chapter 18. It says this. At the time, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Let's pray now. Lord God, thank you for this opportunity to be together now. And Lord, please help me to teach your word really clearly and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And please cause us all to receive your word and to be changed by it. We pray those who already know you will be able to serve you better and will be able to speak of you better. We pray that those who do not yet know you will be led to trust, to repent of their sins and trust in Jesus. Amen. Have you ever said, what have I got to do to go to heaven? Well, here is the answer in that verse that we just read. Jesus said, unless you turn and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Turn that around. If you do turn and you become like a little child, you will enter the kingdom of heaven. So here is how to be saved. Maybe you've been coming to the church for a while and you've heard different sermons and you've started to realize that you're a sinner. You've started to realize that your life isn't good enough. You've started to realize that you can't get to heaven through your own works. And you, but you realize that there is a heaven. And you realize that, that, uh, that God has provided Jesus to enable you to get to heaven. But you say, well, how can I have Jesus as my savior? How can I get to heaven? Well... Here's the answer. Turn and become like 
a little child. And you will enter the kingdom of heaven. And so what I want to do this evening is just to explain as simply and as carefully as I can, uh, first of all, what it means when he talks about entering the kingdom of heaven. And then I want to explain what it means to turn. And then I want to explain what it means to become like a child. And I hope that as I explain these things, that God will give... First of all, if there's anybody here who's not yet a true Christian, that God will give you that ability to understand what I'm saying and he will help you to do what Jesus talks about here. Maybe also there might be somebody who's recently come to faith and you're just trying to sort of piece out what's happened in your life. Well, maybe this will help you to understand what's happened and perhaps to gain assurance that God has worked in you and God has given you his salvation. And for those of us who are old hands at Christianity, I hope that, that uh, the Lord would use this to encourage us, to remind us of what God has done for us, but also to help us to be able to help others. So when other people say to us, well, how can I be a Christian? How can I have eternal life? So, first of all then, what, let us think of then, what is it when he says, what is the kingdom of heaven? He says, unless you turn and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. What is this, the kingdom of heaven? Well, the answer is that the kingdom of heaven is the rule of God in a person's life. You see, in our natural state, we're in the kingdom of Satan. The Bible describes the devil as the god of this age, or the king of this age. And in our natural state, from the moment we're born, we are subjects of Satan. We are obeying Satan, we've been blinded by Satan, we're his slaves. We're doing, we're obeying Satan. We're doing all the sinful things that Satan wants us to do. We're deceived by Satan. And he's leading us by the nose, as it were, down the broad road which leads to destruction. And we can't stop ourselves from that. But thanks be to God, God has set up an alternative rule. A, a different kingdom, which is the kingdom of heaven. And that kingdom of heaven was established when Jesus died on a cross and rose again and then poured out the Holy Spirit. And what happened was, when Jesus did those things, the power of Satan was mortally wounded. So now there is an alternative kingdom, which is the kingdom of God. 
And what happens is that God is plucking people out of the kingdom of Satan and bringing them one by one into the kingdom of heaven. Paul says in Colossians, God has delivered you, speaking to the believers there, God has delivered you from the dominion of darkness or delivered us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. So what happens is when, everybody, when anybody is converted, and I'll explain that in a bit more in a moment, when a person is converted and comes to Christ, that person is taken out of the kingdom of Satan and brought into the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that person is now under the rule of Jesus. Instead of being under the rule of Satan, he's now under the rule of Jesus. His sins are forgiven. He's been given the Holy Spirit. And he's now got the power to start to live a new life. And what happens is, so that, so that person is now right with God. Sins are now forgiven. And Jesus is now the king in that person's life. Now what happens then is that the kingdom of Jesus grows in that person's life so that more he becomes king over more and more of the way that person thinks, the way that person lives. That person becomes more and more like Jesus. And then that person then dies or, and, and then goes to be with Christ in paradise. And then Jesus will come again as the king and that person's soul will be reunited with, with his body and he will live in the new world that Jesus is going to establish. Now, I was thinking about that this morning and if you weren't here this morning, I'd encourage you to get hold of the recording from this morning or the, watch the video on YouTube and because uh, that talks about what's going to happen on the final day when Jesus comes again. So this is this wonderful kingdom where you're, of Jesus, where you're set free from Satan, you're forgiven your sins, you receive the power to live in a new life, and then when Jesus comes again, you enjoy the new heavens and the new earth that he's going to bring into being. You're completely set free from sin then. You're totally set free from the consequences of sin. You have a new resurrection body. You... Uh, you, you, you don't suffer anymore. You are free from, uh, from, 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 from all the consequences of sin, the physical consequences of sin. And you live in a new world that God's going to make and you'll see God face to face. And you'll enjoy his glory if you are part of this kingdom. Now, what Jesus does in this verse is he says... What we have to do in order to become part of this kingdom. And he mentions two things here turn and become like a child. So let's think about these two things turn and then become like a child. Now, the first word turn 
is a word which means just that, to turn around, to change direction. And uh, if I give you a few examples of where it's found elsewhere in this gospel, you'll understand immediately the meaning. So Matthew 5.39, Jesus said, Do not resist one who is evil, but if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. So you turn your face to let him hit you on the other cheek. That's the same word. Or Matthew 7, verse 6, Do not give to dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Or Matthew, 7, Matthew 9, verse 23, uh, This is the woman who had the flow of blood. Jesus turned and seeing her said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. So, this word means to turn. Now, interestingly, um, in, the, in some translations, it's translated in this verse, converted. Um, so the, um, the, the New American Standard Version says, I tell you, unless you are converted and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Uh, King James also translates it as converted. And this is what God calls us to be. He calls us to be converted, to be changed, to turn around. Now, of course, our world doesn't like the idea of somebody being converted. The government is saying it's going to make it illegal to help a homosexual to be converted from being homosexual in his, in, his, in, his, uh, in his desires. And in some parts of the world, it's illegal for somebody to convert from, say, Islam to Christianity. People don't like the idea of conversion. And even when it's not illegal, people hate the idea of somebody being converted. Why? Because the idea of being converted shows people, shows us that we are sinners, carries with it the idea that we are sinners and we're not right with God. People find that offensive. But what Jesus says is people might not like it, it might be unfashionable. It might even be illegal. But if you're going to be a Christian, if you're going to be part of the kingdom of heaven, you must be converted. You must be changed. You can't just carry on the same way and expect you're going to go to heaven. You're not. Your life has got to change. Now, another word that's used um, to, to describe this is the word repent. That's a different word, but it carries very much the same sort of idea. Uh, to repent, the word literally means to change your mind. You have a, 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 a turnaround in the way that you think, which leads to a change in the way that you Live, And Jesus told us that 
that um, this is what, well, the Bible tells us very clearly that God, God tells us if we're going to, if you're going to be a true Christian, if you're going to be part of the kingdom of heaven, you must repent. So, for example, when Jesus started preaching the gospel, in Mark chapter 1, verse 15, we read, The time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Or, for example, in Acts chapter 2, when Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, his great sermon, and people were convicted and cut to the heart, they said, what must we do to be saved? And uh, Peter said to them, uh, repent, Acts 2 verse 38, repent, and be baptized, everyone in the name of one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent. You realize you've done. You realize you need to be saved. Repent. Turn. Or Acts chapter twenty. Paul says summarizes his ministry uh, when he's speaking to the elders in Ephesus. He's looking back, and he says that he testified both to Jews and to Greeks, of repentance towards God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. So God tells us, God says, if you're going to be a Christian, you must repent. You need to change. So, for example... The person who used to worship idols now worships the true God. The person who used to be a liar becomes truthful. The person who used to be lazy becomes hardworking. The person who used to be a drunkard becomes sober. The person who used to be a thief becomes a, 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 an honest, hard worker. The person who used to be pr- proud becomes humble. The person who used to be greedy becomes contented. The person who used to be self-righteous now looks to God for his righteousness. The person who used to be sexually immoral becomes chaste. The person who used to be a homosexual stops practicing his homosexuality. Uh, The person who used to be trans accepts his birth gender. So whichever way you've been sinning, the person who used to be be into the occult turns away from his occult behavior and starts to uh, uh, only find his, his guidance from the Bible. And uh, some examples. Think of, we read earlier in our service about Manasseh, this evil king who'd done all sorts of terrible things, but he came to his senses, he repented, he went back to Jerusalem, and he carried out his kingship in a totally different way. Think of Zacchaeus, the tax collector, 
He met with Jesus. He'd been a very dishonest man. Uh, he'd handled his money in a very bad way. He met with Jesus. And when he met with Jesus, he said, Lord, here now I give um, half my possessions to the poor. And if I've, if I've done anybody any wrong, I'll repay them five times back. He repented. He changed. He became honest. Saul, who became the Apostle Paul, he had been a persecutor of Christianity. He then became a preacher of the gospel. And we read earlier those in 1 Thessalonians about those believers in Thessalonica who had been pagan idolaters. And Paul says to them, uh, you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven. That's what happens when you repent. You change. And if you don't change, if you hold on to your sin, you cannot go to heaven. You cannot cling on to your sin and uh, go to heaven. So, for example, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 9, the Apostle Paul says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, it's not saying you can't go to heaven if you've done those things in the past. Because that would exclude everybody. And he says to these people, that's what some of you were. So he's not saying you can't be saved if you have done those things in the past. But if you maintain that lifestyle of sin, you cannot be saved. Whatever the sin is that, that, that has been in your life, and we all of us have got different sins, you know what your sins are. If you're going to be a Christian, you must forsake those sins and with God's help, leave them behind and live in a new way. You must do that if you are going to have eternal life, if you're going to be part of the kingdom of heaven. I'll just give you one more reference on this. Um, many I could give you, but I'll give you one more, which is actually one we read this morning, Revelation 21, verse 8. Uh, we read, As for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, that's people who practice witchcraft, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. People who continue in sin will go to hell. It's very clear teaching. You must repent of your sin if you are to enter the kingdom of heaven. So, just before we go on, let me just ask you this question. 
Have you repented of your sins? Or are you, is there some pet sin that you're clinging on to? You can't have Jesus and sin at the same time. If you want to be saved, you want to go to heaven, you've got to say goodbye to your sin. Now, but somebody might say, but that sounds like being saved by our works. Surely the Bible says we're not saved by our works. Surely the Bible says we're saved only by faith in Jesus. Answer, yes. You are saved only by faith in, in Jesus. It's not that you earn salvation by turning from your sins. No. You, you're, you're saved only by faith in Jesus. But if you've got real faith, you will turn from your sins. Because you'll realize, my sin is what put Jesus on the cross. And you won't want to continue in that sin any longer if you've got real faith. And so uh, you must repent if you are to be saved. Now then the next thing, so we've seen then what is the kingdom of heaven? It's the rule of God in people's lives. What has somebody got to do to enter the kingdom of heaven? First, he or she must repent of sin. Now let's come back then. What's the other thing? Well, Jesus says that that person has to become like a little child. Let me just read the verse again. Matthew 18. And verse 3. Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now what is it about children that Jesus says that we should be like? Does he mean that children are are really good And that we should become good like children are. Well, if any of us have had any children or have grown up with young children or young siblings or can remember back to when we were young ourselves, you know that children are not good. Children can be very nasty from very young indeed, fighting over toys and hitting other children from the age of two or three, even telling lies. From the moment they start talking, they're starting to tell lies. So he's not saying be be like a child in the sense of be good because children aren't good. Does he mean that we should be like children in the sense that children can flip from being very happy to being really miserable in a matter of seconds? You know, you, you, you sort of, you give a child a present and, and the child is, oh, wow, 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 wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And then something happens in the present, oh, cry, 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 within minutes. And then something and then you give the child a little cuddle and then a few seconds later the child's really happy again. Just got to, always supposed to be like emotional flip-flops like children. No, of course not. He doesn't want us to be emotional flip-flops. Or is he saying, oh, you should become an ignorant person like a child is. A child doesn't know anything. So you need to become 
like somebody who doesn't know anything at all. Well, no, of course not. In fact, the Bible says the exact opposite. The Bible says, stop being children. The Bible says, in understanding, be men. So, what's he saying then? You've got to turn and become like children. Well, I think the answer is this. Something which is observable in most young children is that young children usually believe what they're told without question. Once they get to be 11, 12, well, then it's a different story. They start to argue back and such. They have their own opinions. But when they're young, four, five, six, whatever you say to that child, they accept it. Which is lovely, isn't it? It's a beautiful quality. Of course, this is why young children are vulnerable because, you know, an adult comes along and says, ooh, you want some sweets? Come with me in my car. And the child could be whisked away. It's very dangerous. But, but there's a good quality there, which is that, is that a young child will believe what he is told. And that's the quality that we need to have as regards God and his word if we're going to be saved. That we accept what God says without questioning it. See, when people become, some people think of themselves as ever so grown up, ever so sophisticated. Well, of course, I'd love to believe in God really, but, you know, of course... I can't believe in God because I, I'm too scientific, supposedly. Oh, I've read too much. I'm, I'm too much of a, of, a, of a philosopher to believe in God. I'm too mature, they say, to believe in God. Well, actually, they become fools. But what Jesus says is, no, if you're going to be saved, you need to become like a child and accept what God says. With all your heart. Simply because it's what God has said. And so God says that he exists. I say, no, well, if that's what the Bible says, if that's what God says, I accept it. God says that he's righteous and he doesn't make any mistakes he doesn't sin see the, the, the clever clever person says oh well how can there be a God if this is, how, can, how can God be good if he doesn't no, but, the, but what God tells us to do is to accept as a little child God says he's good okay that's what God says I accept it he's good God tells us to accept that he is holy. We like to think, people like to think, oh, well, you know, I've got my own ideas about God. I think God could accept people, God wouldn't mind sin too much. That's what men say. But God says, no, I'm holy, I'm righteous, I'm perfect. I cannot accept in, in my presence anybody who is not holy in my sight. So, what he tells us to do, now, you must accept that as a child. 
believe what God has said. And then God says about, about you and about me that we're sinners. That we, there's nothing good about us. We're corrupt. The worldly wise person says, oh, well, of course, I may not be perfect, but God knows that I'm good in my heart. But God tells us to say, to accept what God says, which, what he says, which is, there is nothing good in us. We're corrupt through and through. And we need to accept that as a little child. That we're sinners. And then God tells us to accept as a little child that there's a judgment day coming. And unsaved people will go to hell and saved people will go to heaven. The worldly wise person says, oh, God wouldn't send anybody to hell. I couldn't believe in a God that would send anybody to hell. But God says, no, what you must do is you must, you must accept what I say. I'm telling you that, effectively he's saying, that sinners will go to hell. You're not saved, they'll go to hell. And you've got to accept that. That's what God says. Accept it like a little child, without questioning. And then God tells us that we need to accept as a little child who Jesus is. See, the world says, oh, Jesus was probably just a great prophet. He, probably, he was a great man. Yeah, yeah. Good, good bloke. Not the son of God. No, 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 no. Just a prophet. But the Bible says he's the son of God, the eternal son of God. You say, I can't understand it. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. You don't have to understand something to accept it, do you? Do you know how electricity works? I don't know how electricity works. Do you know how electricity works? No. But you plug the plug in, don't you? You use it. You don't understand it, but you use it. And so it is with God. We accept that Jesus is the Son of God. We accept what the Bible says, that he's God and man at the same time. How can that be true? I don't know, but it's what he says. We accept that God is three persons and one being. That's beyond human understanding, but it's what the Bible says. And we accept as a little child that that's who Jesus is. And then God calls us to accept and to believe, like a little child, that Jesus died on the cross in the place of sinners, as a substitute. The clever, clever person says, oh, I don't, I don't like this stuff about somebody dying for my sins. That sounds all very primitive to me. It all sounds a bit, you know, like... Uh, like these, ancient, like these primitive religions. No, 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 I don't, I don't like that at all. I prefer to pay for my own sins. No, but, but, but what we need to do is to humble ourselves and say, well, that's what God says, that 
where that that Jesus was perfect and Jesus died in the place of sinners. He died in my place on the cross. You accept it as a little child. And then God tells us that we need to accept that Jesus was raised from the dead. The worldly person says, oh, well, of course, there are probably some sort of general idea that Christianity continued. In some sort of spiritual sense, Jesus continued. But no, he can't accept his actual body to have been raised from the dead. No, 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 no. But God says, no, that's what you must do. You must accept, like a little child, that his body was actually raised from the dead. And God tells us to believe and to accept, like a little child, that you've been saved. You say, but I don't feel saved. I don't, I feel bad. You are bad. But if you've turned from your sins, and if you've trusted in Jesus, you are saved. I need to believe that like a little child and say, well, God has promised. Because if you say, oh, I'm not sure if it's really true, you're really calling God a liar because God says that everybody who trusts in Jesus has eternal life. So believe that like a little child. So we see then that 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 uh, what God calls us to do is to, is to believe like children what the scripture says. And the promise is that if you do that, you'll be saved. But if you don't believe like a little child, you'll be lost. It's as simple as that. You either believe and are saved, or you don't believe and you're lost. So John 3.16, famous verse, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have have, have everlasting life. But then he goes on, verse 18, Whoever believes in him is not condemned... But whoever does not believe is condemned already because he's not believed in the name of the only Son of God. You see, you've got a choice. You either do believe like a child or you don't believe. You're either a believer or an unbeliever. What are you going to do? Are you going to accept what God says simply because that's what God says? Or are you going to say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to work things out my way. I'm going, to, I'm going to be my own judge as to what I'm going to believe or not. If you're going to be your own judge as to what you believe, you're going to be a, you're an unbeliever. You'll go to hell. But if you say, no, all right, I'm going to accept what God has said like a child because it's what God has said, then you'll be saved. Okay, so then we've got these, what we've seen tonight is, is, 
what the kingdom of God is. It's the rule of God in people's hearts. What have you got to do to enter the kingdom of heaven? First, repent of your sins. Secondly, believe like a little child. Has this happened to you? Have you repented? Have you believed? If so, rejoice. Be grateful to God that he saved you. And tell others about how they can be saved. What if the answer is, well, no, I'm not sure I really have repented of my sins. If Now you've explained it to me. I, I'm not sure I have really got that real faith. Or I'm not sure I really have believed in Christ or not really sure I really have repented of my sins what should you do well the answer is do it today right now you can be saved right where you are where you're sitting right there right now you can ask Jesus to save you you can repent of your sins you can turn from your sins and you can ask him to save you and you can put your trust in him. He doesn't expect you to sort your life out first. You can come as you are. You've just got to be willing to turn. And you've got to be willing to put your trust in him. If you are willing, then he will be, you, you can be saved. Even now, right there, where you are. So I hope and pray that uh, God will use this to help us to, uh, to come, uh, to move us to come to him. Perhaps we'll, we'll have a few moments of prayer before we sing our, sing our last hymn. And I would encourage you to, uh, if you've not already done so, to ask the Lord to save you. So let's, uh, let's just sit where we are and seek God for the moment.